I'm pulling in my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay, so I've been talking about the guilds. So I've talked about Demir. I've talked about Selesnia. It's now time to talk. And I talked about Is it as well. Now it's time to talk about Golgari. Okay, so um, let's go back to the beginning, back to original Ravnica. So uh, as I as I start for each one, we talk about wanting to find the the common ground philosophically and the common ground mechanically. So let's start philosophically. Okay. So black is very much about wanting power, and it, it will get its power through the willingness to do whatever it takes. Um, and that black black is black believes that the key to life is just those that are willing to take the steps and do what is necessarily are able to succeed above those that aren't willing to sort of step up and do what it takes. Um, black is very self-motivated um, and it looks out after itself. It believes in the good of the individual uh, versus the good of the group. Um, and so black is very much about sort of uh, wanting to help itself in the best way it can. Green, oh, and an important part of that is one of the things, black wants to use whatever resources it can. Well, one of those resources is the power of death. Black recognizes that death is a very um, potent ability, very potent force, and that most people are afraid of it. Most people want nothing to do with it. But black in its willingness, uh, black in its willingness to do what it takes, um, is will harness death, and, and death is a big part of, of how black functions. Okay, green, in contrast, um, green is very much about wanting to accept the world as it is. It, wa- it believes that nature is the perfect force. Um, it really wants to sort of, um, uh, it believes in an interconnectivity between all things, uh, and it's very life-affirming. It is very, um, you know, it believes in, in the importance of nature. So, obviously these are enemies, green and black. You know, green is very much about life, while black is about death. Um, you know, green is about sort of interconnectivity, where black is about parasitism. Um, but where's the overlap? Uh, and the overlap is that green and black are the two colors that are the most, um, or at least they, they each believe that they are the one that is the most realistic in its outlook. Black believes that, like, it treats the world as it is rather than it wants the world to be. Black is like, you know, don't, you know, that the black is like people are inherently selfish. Take advantage of that. You know, and, and black really looks at things and says, look, I'm going to try to function in the world the way it is. And green is all about acceptance of, hey, the world as it is is a great thing. So when you get black and green together, you really start to look at sort of the the cycle of life. Um, That, you know, it it plays into the idea of life and death as a larger piece of what's going on. And that Golgari is about the idea that, hey, you know, life's important, death's important, the whole larger cycle of things is important. And um, so when you get black and green together, philosophically, it is very much about the idea of you know, every piece of the cycle of life is, is important. Not just not just life itself, but death as well. Um, and it's very much the idea of things are cyclical, and that you know that there there is 
you know, it, it believes that the barrier between life and death is is sort of meaningless. That to to, to, to Golgari, um, death is just another part of life, another extension of life. Okay, mechanically, uh, black and green. One of the things we try to do when we look for mechanics is we try to figure out is there something unique to these two colors that they can sort of lay claim on. And one of the things we realize pretty easily is black and green are the two colors that care the most about the graveyard. For example, black reanimates creatures out of the graveyard. It um, raises dead to get creatures back to its hand from the graveyard. It casts spells out of the graveyard. Um, it's, the car, it's the color that most often removes things from the graveyard. Green, meanwhile, um, is number one card at regrowing not just creatures, black gets creatures, but anything out of the graveyard. Green also has creatures that return themselves from the graveyard that does black. Um, And green also has a bunch of cards that use graveyard as a resource or cards that care about what's in the graveyard. Um, uh, So like, you know, a Lurgoyf is a green creature. Um, So black and green, um, the overlap we found, which is the obvious overlap, is they're both graveyard-centric. So like, okay, that seems like a pretty cool thing. And um, they also play in the idea of using the graveyard as a resource. That once things die, you're not done with them. You still get to use them. Uh, and so we thought that was a very exciting play. So we, so we started with a really clean, interesting idea for Black Green. The idea of recycling, of it being centered in the graveyard. Like it had a really strong identity. So the interesting thing in original Ravnica was... Um, so original Ravnica was um, Selesnia, Demir, Boros, and Golgari. And we had a hard time with Golgari. Golgari has actually been... Golgari and Demir are the two guilds we tend to have the most problem with. And, and the interesting thing in original Ravnica is we figured out Demir. Transmute was actually one of the earlier mechanics we did. Um, but we had a hard time. And we tried mechanic after mechanic after mechanic. I know I've, I've said this before, but I quote, I think we, we used, we tried over 40 mechanics for Golgari. And I know a lot of people are like, okay, Mark just must be exaggerating because that's, you know, he, he's just using a little bit of hyperbole. And I'm like, no, I'm not. We, we, we tried a huge amount of mechanics. Um, so in the end, we uh, used a mechanic called Dredge. Now, let me explain. Let me explain what the mechanic was when I turned it over, because what I what design turned over is a little bit different than what ended up in the set. So what design turned over was uh, a mechanic that said, um, instead of drawing a card, you may draw this card from the graveyard instead. That was it. There was no self milling. It was just, and the idea was these cards are weaker than normal, so you are playing a creature, and you know you're. The creature, the, or you're playing a spell. The spell is a little weak for whatever the mana cost is. And the, but the, but the reason uh, it dread means if you ever need that again, you can just choose to draw it. So the idea was, I think the first card we ever made was like a five mana three three. Well, five mana three three in green, that's not particularly good. Green normally gets a, f- um, well, these days green can get a three mana three three. I think back then it got a four mana three three with upside, you know, it could have trample and whatever other stuff. Um, so the idea was essentially it was about uh, about a mana, mana and a half over what it would normally be. Um, but the idea was 
okay, the 3-3 is not the greatest creature in the world, but if you really need a 3, if you just need a body, you know, okay, you can, you can get it back. And what we did is we tried to make spells that, you know, um, the idea was they were weaker, but they, they could be something where if you, they could help you set something up or by recycling it, it could let you sort of combo something. Um, and anyway, that is what we turned over to development. Um, so in development, they decided to change it up a little bit. So the big thing they did in development is they added the rider of there's a number and then you milled that many cards if you wanted to get it back. So dredge three meant first mill three cards from your deck and then you can get this back. Um, the idea being that it put a limit on how many times you could dredge, that, that this is why they added in the milling, is that um, you know there's a resource of your deck and you only have so much space in your deck um, to do that. So it sort of limited how often, because one of the concerns in general about dredging might be, oh, you just never draw anything and you're always just sort of getting things back. And it might be repetitive, uh, repetitive play, obviously, was an issue. Um, and so the self-milling was a way to restrict it. And it was kind of cutesy in the, in the thing of, oh, well, well, I'm milling away things to get this one card back. I'll put other things in my graveyard. And Golgari is, is the, you know, the king of caring about the graveyard. It is spells that want things in the graveyard or spells that are active in the graveyard. And so self-milling was kind of something that Golgari kind of wanted to do. Um, so the idea was it sort of was a way to restrict the amount of times you used it uh, in a way that was kind of flavorful. And, and, and to be honest, it was very clever. I was very, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's very clever. I liked it. Um, it was a neat, it, it, it was synergistic. Now, the funny thing is, um, I think that they underestimated the value of putting more cards in your graveyard. Meaning, yes, it did on some level restrict how many times you could do it, but it also, it did a lot of enabling of what was going on. So it ended up, it ended up being, I think what I turned over was powerful and what development ended up printing was even more powerful, that the self-milling was so synergistic with what the guild was doing that I think it made it more powerful. Um, okay, so let's talk about Golgari. So Golgari was um, was the one guild in which both sides of the guild, both colors, had another um, guild in the pack. Um, you know, Selesnia, for example... Oh, no, I take it back. Selesnia was white-green. Selesnia... Selesnya and Golgari both did, because Selesnya was white-green, Golgari was green-black. So they both had another color. Um, the uh, Demir had blue that wasn't in the pack, and Boris had red, which wasn't... I mean, there wasn't another guild in that color. There was only one blue guild, one red guild. So Selesnya and Golgari, I'm sorry, both were the two that only had... So Golgari uh, shared with black and shared with green. Um, I, I mentioned this in the previous podcast, but just in case you're listening to these in isolation. Um, the thing that black, the um, green, every monocolor we, we had a theme we played into, and green's theme was that we produced tokens, and it worked nicely with Selesnia, because it was doing a gold-wide strategy, it liked having tokens, and it played well with Convoke, which was green's mechanic, and black liked having tokens, because black was big on sacrificing creatures, and it was just good fodder to sacrifice. Um, the thing we played with in uh, black was we played with Sacrifice. That was the thing we played up in Black, and Black did a bunch of sacrificing, and a lot of the sacrificing were controlish things. So the idea was Demir could use it because it wanted the control features, and Black was interested in sort of cycling things into the graveyard um, 
and it had access to tokens with green, so it just worked cleanly, and it, it, it did something that was very, um, played nicely. Um, so the set came out, Dredge was very popular, uh, probably because it was really powerful. Players traditionally, historically, have uh, enjoyed mechanics that are very powerful. Um, so Dredge, I think, was the highest rated mechanic in the block, if I remember correctly. Um, but anyway, players liked it. Okay, so now we get to Return to Ravnica. So Return to Ravnica, uh, Golgari was again in the first set. So the first set had um, Selesnia and Golgari and it and uh, Zorius and Rakdos. Okay, so this time, um, well, we knew going in that we wanted to do a graveyard mechanic. And we, like, we had, the interesting thing in general with Ravnica sets is, um, you know, the first time that we were building them, there's a lot of definition of trying to sort of define what exactly they were. But coming back, okay, you know, um, when I get to Simic and I get to Azorius, those are the two that changed a little bit. But most of the other guilds pretty much were how we had done them the first time around. It just was a matter of finding a new mechanic, a new identity for them. Um, so the thing that we were very interested in was the graveyard. Um, and I think the idea that we played around with is, is there some sort of resource in the graveyard? And we, I think we, we decided this time to put it on creatures. Um, I mean, Dredge could go on creatures, but Dredge didn't just go on creatures. And we were interested in something that was more creature-centric, I believe. Um, so we tried a bunch of mechanics. Once, once again, uh, Golgari proved to be... The, the interesting thing about graveyard mechanics in general is that... Um, and we learned this with Dredge, is they're kind of dangerous. Um, the ability to use your graveyard as a resource can be very potent. Um, and you just got to be careful with how you do it. It's not that it's impossible to do, but it, it does require a lot of balancing. I mean, graveyard as a resource is a really powerful tool. Um, someone recently wrote an article all about things that make limited environments great. And one of the things they really liked was having graveyard play a, a role in the set. Not every set has Graveyard playing a big role, but it is a fun thing to play around with. And obviously, Golgari, that's the space Golgari plays in. Um, so we tried a bunch of different things. The thing we ended up with was called Scavenge. Uh, scavenge was um, when on creatures, uh, and the idea was you could pay mana to exile the creature from the graveyard, and then you put a number of plus one, plus one counters on another creature, one, the one that's on the battlefield. Um, and then some of them could also grant additional abilities, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, I think the earliest version of it, uh, it granted everything the creature was, was the earliest version. So if you had keywords, it granted the keywords. If you had other text, it granted the other text. And I think we simplified it because it was proving to be a little bit much. Once again, guild mechanics, you kind of want guild mechanics not to be super complicated just because there's a lot going on. Um... The other thing that we liked is we were playing around with plus one, plus one counters. Um, that's something that has been an ongoing... I mean, um, one of the things in general you're, you're, you're sort of playing around with um, Golgari is you want the graveyard to have an impact, not, not just unto itself, but you kind of want it to affect the battlefield in some way. Um, like, one of the big things about what Golgari is all about is the idea of that it is using the dead as a resource. And so usually that means you're gaining some advantage through using the graveyard in some way. Um, in in uh, Dredge, it, was, it wasn't card advantage per se since you were not drawing, but it, card utility, that you were sort of getting the things you needed because of it. 
with um, scavenge, um, scavenge or salvage? It was scavenge, I think. No, salvage or salvage. Sorry, we changed names during the designing of it. I think it's salvage. Um, the uh, the idea behind it was that once your creatures died, that the other creatures could make make use of them, and so you know the utility of the creature wasn't gone once it was once it went to the graveyard. Um, and that, and that played out pretty well. So let, let's look at the, the guilds on the sides. So this one, um, it was you know, Golgari is green and black. So on the black side, you had Rakdos, red-black. And on the green side, you had Selesnia, white-green. So um, Selesnia and, and Golgari, um, especially when Golgari is more creature-centric, like it was in Return of Ravnica, um, you already have, you know... Um, basically what was going on was... Um, Selesnia was populate. Um, Golgari um, definitely has things like so. The 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 uh, token creatures weren't great necessarily for putting into the graveyard because they disappeared. They didn't go to the graveyard. But if you wanted to stick counters on something, um, and there was there still was a little bit of sacrificing going on. So anyway, the the counter theme and the general creature theme of Selesnia tends to work with Golgari because Golgari. I mean, the one thing that they have in common is both of them are about sort of overrunning your opponent with resources. Um, green tends to do that by producing it from the hand, you know, and using its resources, you know, it makes creatures have value unto themselves and makes it easier to get out more creatures. Where with Golgari, a lot of times that extra value is coming from the graveyard, not from your hand. But in both cases, both Selesnia and Golgari want to overrun you. Um, that's a very green strategy. And so, green wants to overrun you by just infinite creatures. Black wants to overrun you by using resources from the graveyard. And sometimes it's creatures, sometimes it's other things. Like an example of uh, Return of Ravnica, your creatures are getting bigger. It's not that you're getting more creatures like in Celestia. You're just getting fewer but bigger creatures. Um, scavenge allows you to, to grow. Um, salvage. I'm like, okay. You guys know the name of the mechanic. I'm. One was the design name, one was the final name. I think Salvage was the... I'm blanking out which was the design name, which was the release name. Um, one was called Salvage, one was called Scavenge. I mean, maybe Scavenge was the actual name. Anyway. Um, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, okay, the other side was um, playing with Rakdos. Um, so Rakdos had this mechanic called Unleash, where it had creatures. It also had a creature mechanic. And then you could... Um, choose whether or not they came with plus one, plus one counters, and if so, then they couldn't block. Um, so the interesting thing when you played, uh, there's actually a, a teeny tiny bit of anti-synergy, uh, which was if you choose to not put counters on your creature so that it doesn't block, you now don't want to put plus one, plus counters on them um, using scavenge because it makes them not be able to block. But if you're already putting a counter on them and they can't block anyway, well, the extra counters don't matter. Um, but, you know, it did want to have creatures and it, you know, the both the strategy of um, Golgari and of Rakdos was very creature-centric. Um, and so they actually sort of worked together well. Um, you know, the nice thing about Rakdos is it gives you access to red and direct damage and can help clear the way. So in um, if you're playing red, black, green, you can kind of keep building up, play for a mid-game, and then use your red as control to get your stuff through. Um, and if you're playing with white, then it becomes a more of a go-wide strategy, and you're overwhelming them, but through volume, m more so than just size. 
Okay, that was Return to Ravnica. So now we get to Guilds of Ravnica. So Guilds of Ravnica, uh, Golgari was again. Uh, so Golgari and Selesnya have been in the first set and, and together all three times. So Selesnya was, so it's uh, Golgari, Selesnya, Izzet, um, Boros, and Demir. So it, it is the same guild as original Ravnica plus Izzet. Um, which meant the Golgari is interacting with the same things that it interacted with the first time. Uh, on the green side, it's Selesnya. On the black side, it is um, Demir. Okay, so um, we once again, we struggled a bit with uh, Golgari. We tried a bunch of different things. Um, you know, we really played around with different graveyard mechanics and, and different... Um, we actually looked at some old mechanics. Um, there's a mechanic called Unearth which was uh, the Grixis mechanic in Shards of Lara, where dead thing... It, it's kind of like flashback for creatures, where if you unearth something, uh, the creature comes out of the graveyard for the turn, but then goes away at end of turn. So you sort of get the creature back before a turn. Um, we played around with unearth. We played around with a, a bunch of different things. Um, the problem we were running into was... Um, we were trying to play nicely with the stuff around us, and that was proving a, a, a little, a little problematic. Um, so Eric had made a suggestion for a mechanic that he called the Necro Bloom. Uh, we ended up calling it Undergrowth, uh, and the idea was it's a mechanic that cared about dead things. So what that meant is um, it would count creature cards in your graveyard. Um, so the idea is um, one of the things that Eric felt was important was. He didn't want to be constantly checking. Like, one of the problems was something like Lurgoif, which is a creature that star, star, or star, star, uh, star plus one, um, equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard, um, or I think Lurgoif's all graveyards. But anyway, is you're constantly checking. How many now? How many now? How many now? So the idea that Eric had that we've, we, we liked and followed through on was all these cards just check once. That they care, they, they, they're scalable effects but they only check once, and they care about creature cards in your graveyard. So, for example, you know, there's a couple creatures that come into play. Um, one of them is base 2-2, one of them is base 0-0, zero, zero, uh, but has uh, haste. And the idea is you get plus one, plus one counters when it comes into play. Um, there are other cards that, you know, can boost creatures or do, do different scalable effects in black and green um, that, that count your dead creatures. Um... This mechanic proved to be pretty good, and because it was using the graveyard as more barometer than resource, so real quickly, um, graveyard as resource means that I'm using up my graveyard to do something. Scavenge, for example, hey, I had to remove the card from my graveyard to use it, so I was limited how many times I could use it because I had to literally use up my graveyard. Um, Delve, for example, oh, Delve was another mechanic we, we looked at, but Delve proved to be a little bit too strong. Uh, uh, Delve was mechanic originally in Future Sight that we did uh, as the Soul Tie mechanic in Concentric here. Ended up proving to be a little too strong. We didn't think we could do it, but we did look at it. Um, but Delve is another thing where you're using up the graveyard to make your spells cheaper. So graveyard barometer means I just look at the graveyard. That I care about the graveyard and the contents of the graveyard, but I'm not using up the graveyard. I'm not, you know... Um, for example... Uh, let's say I'm playing Delve. I don't want to play too many Delves in the same deck because they use the same resource. 
whereas uh, undergrowth, I kind of encourage to play undergrowth cards together because it wants me to get a lot of creatures in my graveyard and that, you know, having multiple in my deck just encourages me to have cards in my deck that are making that happen more. And so, you know, once you kind of commit to making a few undergrowth cards work, eh, you might as well throw in more undergrowth cards. Um, so anyway, Eric gave us undergrowth and um, we did a lot of fun stuff building around it. Um, so the tricky thing was making it work with the ones around it. Um, so uh, Demir was on the blue side and Celestia was on the white side. So Demir, um, the mechanic that we ended up making Demir, which is set design made, was Surveil. Surveil is a scry variant where you look at the top card, end cards of your library, you may put any back in any order, and then the cards you choose not to put back go to your graveyard rather than the bottom of your library. Um, and what that means is it allows you to put things in your graveyard that you want in your graveyard. Well, why is that important? Well, if you're playing Golgari, you want to put creature cards in your graveyard. And so it, it is a means in a way to sort of fuel, fuel your spells by getting stuff into your graveyard. So Surveil, for example, can start helping you find the cards you want and fill up your, your graveyard with creatures. Um, so when you play Demir with Golgari, um, you know, Golgari has some aggressive elements and it has some controlish elements. Um, and essentially, when it plays with Demir, it's leaning into its controlish elements. And when it's playing with Selesnya, it's leaning into its more aggressive elements. Um, or its more creature-focused elements, let's say. Um, so with Demir, if you're, if you're going to go into, you know, play black, uh, black, green, blue, uh, Sultai, essentially, um, then it's going to be a little bit more controly. It's a little bit more about card advantage. You're going to be trading stuff off. And then you're going to be using the Golgari part of it to sort of bring back resources um, and or take advantage of the fact that you have stuff in your graveyard, like with Undergrowth. Um, and it allows you to play a little more grindy control game. Because um, the one nice thing about general, about, you know, Golgari tends to strengthen over time. You know, as more things end up its graveyard, it has more power. Well, one of the things Demir likes is to play a, a little bit slower of a game. So, a slower controlling game, actually, Golgari, you know, Golgari has that controlist aspect because, um, a, in general, what control is about is stalling the game until you have the advantage. Um, and that Golgari definitely has this edge about, hey, the longer the game goes, the more the graveyard gets filled up, the more power I have. So, a lot of Golgari's strength tends to come in playing a little bit slower and playing a, uh, almost a literally grindy game um, to sort of have the advantage. So when we mix it with blue, you know, it just sort of leans into that side of the equation. Um, now, if you mix it with white um, and, and with Selesnya, now you're playing a more creature-oriented thing. Now, the one thing to remember is Golgari likes creatures. Um, the one thing about creatures is if you play creatures, some of them will end up dead. If you play creatures that are all aggressive about attacking, some will end up dead. So when you play Golgari with Slesnia, it tends to be a little more aggressive because what you want to do is, um, you know, Slesnia is going to be good at getting out creatures and getting out bigger creatures. And if you're sort of aggressive with those creatures, if they die, then Golgari can take advantage of that fact and then just gets more powerful. So adding black to... Um, Selesnya allows Selesnya to be a little bit more aggressive in what it's doing with its creatures. Um, Selesnya, kind of in a vacuum, it usually has to build up so it can overwhelm 
Um, but when it's playing with Golgari, it, it can be a little bit more aggressive because creatures dying fuels up the Golgari side of things. Um, now, as I said, I, um, after each set, like, uh, Dredge was very, very popular. Scavenge... Uh, oh, I didn't mention Scavenge. Scavenge was... Um, my memory was it was in the second tier. So it was up... Um, the second tier is 50 to 75% approval, which means it wasn't one of the most loved mechanics, but it was liked. I mean, I think the issue with Scavenge was, um, it was one of those things where, like, people recognized that there was advantage to be gained from it, but it wasn't particularly, um, it just wasn't as exciting as some other mechanics. I, I think a lot of times the mechanics that excite people are ones where you kind of get to do something you feel you don't normally get to do. And this was a little bit more about making use of resources, and it helps you win games, um, but it was a little splashy. I think Dredge was a little splashier. Um, the other thing that Scavenge had to live with is um, it was living in the shadow of Dredge. So when the previous time we were at the block, and the block had like the be-all, end-all, super powerful mechanic, when you had to come back and had a merely fair mechanic, um, I think a lot of the Golgari folk just were sort of expecting Dredge 2.0 or something, which we couldn't do because Dredge was too good. Um, but it, there is, when we do returns, one of the things to be aware of is a lot of how people treat things is in relation to what they know from before. Assuming they were playing when the first one came out. Um, but rounding a decks, we tend to return on, a, like, our cycle's a little bit shorter. So most people, or the majority of people, I should say, who played Return of Ravnica at the time had played Ravnica. Not all of them. Um, I think... It was a six-year gap, I think. Um, anyway, um, the interesting thing about this time, about uh, Guilds of Ravnica, was, um, we, I mean, one of the things we like to do with the, with the um, guilds, I mentioned before that if you mix together all the um, sort of the watermarked cards of the guild, they should play nicely together. Um, and the reason I had to say the watermarked, which is like definitively, like things that were clearly, clearly Golgari. If you mix Golgari from set from original Ravnica and Golgari from Return of Ravnica and Golgari from Guilds of Ravnica, um, they should feel like a unified guild. But at the same time, we do like sort of tweaking things a little bit so that, you know, if I'm playing Golgari in one set, it's not that it doesn't feel like Gari, it's not that it doesn't have a lot of overlap with Golgari from previous sets, but we do want to have a little bit of a unique feel like there's some things that's a little bit different. You know, for example, this Golgari plays a little bit more with Barometer of the Graveyard than some of the past Golgaris. Um, and that just makes it play like a little bit different. Not that much different. It, it still cares about the things Golgari cares about. And when you mix and match it with things from other from other sets, you know, it, it still works together. It still has its general theme. But it does make playing it just a little bit different. I mean, one of the things that our average players play know, up to about 10 years now, meaning our Ravnica sets are less than 10 years apart. So... We now know if you're playing a Ravnica set, odds are, you know, the majority of people play with the Ravnica set have played with the previous Ravnica set. And, and not insignificant have played with all Ravnica sets. Um, and so we do like having things be, you know, a, a little flavorful different. Not enough that you can't mix the cards and play together, but enough that just, you know, there's a little bit of a, a sense of what's going on. Um, the one thing, by the way, that to address one of the issues with overgrowth is um, people who are like, that's not a mechanic. You've done that before. Um, and the answer is, well, we named something we've done before and made a mechanic out of it. 
Um, it's not as if we've never accounted creatures before. Obviously, they're going for the stuff that existed. Um, but my answer to that is we have now made over 18,000 cards. Um, a lot of finding mechanics, like this idea that everything we ever do must be a unique thing that you've never seen us do before in cards, you know, with 18,000 cards, not that it's impossible to do that, but it's not easy to do that. And in fact, one of the things we often do is say, oh, is there anything we did in small number that might be fleshed out and be more fun in larger number? You know, it's not as if we've never made cards to count creatures and graveyards before, but we've never made it the theme. We've never made it something that you build your deck around. And one of the neat things about, you know, undergrowth is you can, especially in draft, for example, or in constructed, you can build around that. You can say, okay, I'm going all in on this and I'm going to, like, one of the cool things in general about draft is if you want to do the undergrowth strategy, well, guess what? We've made cards that work well with, with undergrowth so that if you draft those cards, you can really make an undergraph um, themed deck. You can draft an undergrowth deck, which is kind of fun to do. Or, or not just draft it. You can build one in construction as well. Um, generally, the thought process is anything you can draft, you can build. Because if, you, if the components are there to draft it, clearly the components are there to build a deck. Now, there are things you can draft that are just not strong enough to be tournament things. Um, so I'm not saying everything you can draft is a tournament viable thing. That's for sure true. Um, but it definitely is something you can build for at least casual constructed at bare minimum. Because if there's enough things... Um, I do understand that drafts 40 cards and construct 60 cards. But in draft, you're not necessarily getting everything you need. Where constructed, you can exactly pick what you need. Um, so if, if it's a draftable theme, it's almost always a buildable, at least casual constructed theme, if not a tournament theme. Um, and that's why, when, like, one of the things I, I know in general is um, people like, um, whenever we're bringing, um, reminiscing of something before, people are like, hey, that's that. And like, yeah, you know, um, I, you know, Surveil's kind of like Scry, and Jumpstart's kind of like Flashback. Yeah, that is true. Um, you know, as magic gets older and older, one of the reasons, um, you know, we the reason we're bringing back more mechanics, you know, is that, look, there's, there's only so many resources we have available and we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes we will, because, you know, like, Surveil is a good example where the slight tweak actually is important. Um, and Undergrowth is a good example where it's just something where, yeah, we've done in isolation, but it's nice to do it as a, you know, a unified theme. Okay, anyway, I'm driving up to Wizards right now, so that, my friends, was Golgari. There's a lot of, um, I think Ogari is a lot of fun to play, and um, while it is definitely one of the more challenging ones to design, um, it is a fun, it's a fun guild to design. Um, hold on one second. Sorry, try not to hit a truck. Um, safety first. Anyway, um, I know that Ogari has lots of fans, and um, so I hope you guys have enjoyed Ogari Through the Ages. Um, but anyway, I'm now parking, so we all know what that means. This is the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys next time.